I have to work on my mind first. I have to work on my emotions in the way that I think. Because if I don't do that, I'm still not going to be a better individual in sales or anything else that I do. I'm your host, Anna Malikian. And before we start, please remember to visit Mindset.Zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone to access all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset.zone. And if you want to get the free chapter of my book, Mindset Zone, please go to mindset.zone forward slash book. Today, our special guest is Bernardo Moya. Bernardo is a personal development expert, renowned as the founder of The Best You Expo, one of the world's largest self-improvement events. Born in London and brought up in Spain, Moya merges his entrepreneurial spirit with a passion for human potential. He's also the author of several books, including The Question and A Man Evolving. Welcome to the Mindset Zone, Bernardo. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, I'm delighted to be here. I'm so thrilled about this opportunity because since I was thinking in the other day, when I start my passion about personal development, self-development, I can remember was about when I was 15, 16 that I remember going to a personal development event, something that was really, okay, you are there to improve yourself. And if I can think even before I had that urge to learn, and I'm curious because personal development is so so much part of what you do. When, when did you realize the importance of it and start to do something about it? I think it was in my late 20s, 30s, maybe. I uh, was always very interested in sales. Uh, I did, unfortunately, I wanted to study. I wanted to be a lawyer, to be honest, but I never, I wanted to be a pilot as well. So there was a couple of things that, but I, I never, I never had the opportunity to, to study a career. So but I was always very interested in sales. So I think a lot of the material started coming my way because. I was trained by a lot of Americans. And I remember people talking about Brian Tracy, which was kind of the first kind of people that I was buying tapes for, and Liz Brown and Jack Hanford. And that just opened so many opportunities, you know, for me to start, oh, wow, you know, I, I didn't even know that this world, you know, we, we learned so many limited things in schools. So I think that was it. Uh, Jim Ron, you know, there were so many greats. And then obviously it started opening and opening, you know, what it's like a lot of these books speak about other people and other people and then, you know, these books takes you on different journeys. and But yeah, I think it was in my early years. And then the more I got involved and the more I was interested in, in exploring more about personal development for business reasons, I really started understanding more how how the personal development aspect was so much more fulfilling. And, and that's where NLP and everything else fell into place afterwards a few years later. 
let's press the pause button there and let's explore this because I think there is, I'm being thinking about this a lot because I have my daughter is now 14 years old and I'm trying to give her some books, give her some stuff and she, okay, a little bit of resistance. And then I was thinking about my own journey. I only start to be like intrinsic, motivate to dig into these things when I was a little bit older than her. So I think that made me be patient and uh, give time because these things, every person have their time. And you are saying that was in your 20s, in your 30s, that this start to become an area that you start to invest your time in exploring and start with the sales. So you have a very practical goal. Okay, I want to be a good salesperson. I want to make money with what I do. And there is all these gurus, these amazing people. You spoke about Brian Tracy, Les Brown. I love that you refer types <laughs> because for the new generation, the cassette types is like, what is was that? But was exactly. a thing, <laughs> was a thing for so many of us of a certain generation. We had our collection of types and of course, the classic books that are still so amazing to hold in our hands. And you said that was when you start to explore that there was like a click that, oh, to be good at this, I'm the tool kind of. So I have to improve the tool if I want to real master this skill. Was something like that or was different? Well, I, I think, you know, I, I continue to obviously read more and more, but it was always quite business driven. You know, I, I remember still one of the books that I read, which was Rich Dad and Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki and Sharon Lecter. Fast forward many years later, I met Sharon Lecter. She spoke at my event. I interviewed and she was my mentor. So it was surreal how so many years later, a lot of these things materialized. I met Brian Tracy personally quite a few times as well. So I think, I think if anything, I continued to explore. I mean, I love Jim Ron, but I love the way he spoke. I love the, it was a businessman, but he obviously, Jim Ron was Tony Robbins' uh, you know, mentor. So, you know, he was big, he was great, but a lot of it was still orientated towards business. You know, how could I become, and it wasn't so much about money. It was, how could I become a better communicator? You know, how can I really, because I felt that I had a gift, but I, I wanted to learn more how I could, I could improve it, you know, made sense, especially because I was in sales. But I think with NLP, what happened is, is that I read the first book, which was Change Your Life in Seven Days. And I read it because a friend of mine was working with him, but I wasn't expecting it to be as great as it was. And that's where the whole NLP came up. I'd never heard of it before. I never heard of Richard Bandler. But because it had such an impact in me, and that was more of a book that, wow, this is something for me. And I didn't really even think about this. You know, what am I thinking? And how can I change the way that I think? And, you know, all, all the tools that NLP gives you. That's when I went on this journey of, 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 of training and learning. And then I remember standing in the middle of the room and thinking, I thought I knew something, but I know nothing. I'm learning these things in my mid-30s. Why? Uh, and, and not only why, wow, you know, kind of I want to do something different. So I knew then and there that I wanted to kind of change careers. I wanted to do something that had a lot more of a meaning because I, I felt the impact of NLP and, and what it brought was, was so powerful. Uh, so that's what really put me on the path that I'm on today without a doubt and and also kind of really gave me that balance and skills of understanding that I have to work on my mind first, I have to work on my emotions in the way that I think because if I don't do that, I'm still not going to be a better individual in sales or anything else that I do. So that's how it all happened. 
Love it. And do you remember that you said when you read that book, Change Your Life in Seven Days, there was an impact. It's like there was like a click there. Do you remember what was that? Well, it was that. I was standing in the room. Uh, first of all, I was quite not negative because I'm not a negative guy, but I was quite, um, what could I say? I, 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 was, I was extremely optimistic about the idea of spending seven days with 200 people in a room because I thought it was going to be all these jumping up and down, which <laughs> I'm not really that kind of guy, you know. That was it. I was standing in the middle of the room. I'm learning these skills. I'm learning how to think, change the way that I think. I'm learning eye accessing cues and nonverbal communication. I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is so powerful. Why am I learning this now? So it, it was that moment that I thought, no, I want to do something that has a lot more of a meaning. So it, it was that there and then in the middle of the room, day three, thinking this is absolutely marvelous. This is this is fantastic. This is powerful. Like a lot of us have in many different courses, we a different moment, that aha moment. That was my aha moment there that put me on the path that I want today. Love it. It's like you 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 had the peak inside the box and, oh my gosh, we can do something about what goes on between our two years that can have a huge impact in what we do out there. Exactly. Love it. Live as this thing of give us many opportunities to learn by bring us down and uh, challenge us to get up again. So I presume by then you already had your life experiences and some failures in your life. Because I think one of the secrets of um, success uh, and uh, keep going in this journey of personal development is really learn how to deal with failure as an opportunity of learning uh, with all the bruises that it brings. So I would love your opinion about that. How did you dealt with failure before you, you you saw the power of personal development and after having starting in this journey, how if there was things that changed in your way of dealing with failure? Yeah, I mean, I, I've obviously failed quite a few times in my life and not all my projects have worked, not all my businesses have worked, not all my, not all my ideas, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no doubt that NLP helped me because, you know, kind of I, I would I would reframe the situation and I would really try to control the way that I would think in order to not, you know, focus on the negative and focus on the positive. I think it's something that's been in my nature anyway. I've always been kind of a, a solution-driven kind of guy. I never wanted to – I never I never really listened to people that told me that I couldn't do things or something like that never has been done, so you can't do it. So I, I've always been like that. But, yes, NLP gave me some additional skills – I think if anything, it's, it's it comes with age as well. Even though I do have the skills now, and I know that there's information every time that you have some kind of setback in life, and there's something coming to you, and you have to read between the lines and and explore what other opportunities are coming to you for you, you know. But you know, it's still difficult sometimes. You know, sometimes things don't work out the way I want or we want. If anything, I just don't take it that personally. I just think that at the end of the day, gratitude is something that. I use on a daily basis. I always really emphasize what I'm grateful for, what I have and what I've managed to achieve. And so just being humble and understanding that there's really more important things in life and reframing the reality of life because whatever business fails, whatever idea that doesn't work, you know, hey, if you're still breathing, you still have a home, you have someone that loves you, you can eat every day. You know, those are just things that, again, a lot of the times we take for granted. So, you know, that's, you know, the, the combination of my of my experiences, my nature, 
and obviously my my skills and 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 experiences in going through this uh, helps me or has helped me a lot to to understand kind of like you know this is happening for a reason. What can I learn from this, and what can I do differently? Yeah, and I I think is that all the work that we can do in ourselves allow us to recover faster. But the challenge are still going to be there. And I love the emphasis that you give in the gratitude because I think it's one of the simple and more powerful things that we can do to appreciate the power of the moment, of being in the moment and being in the present that allow us really to to see a, a lot of possibilities that way. So when did you decide that, okay, you have all these, you start to do the training for yourself in NLP, you start to become a trainer in LLP. And then when did it came this idea, oh, let's get to do a big event, one of the biggest events in the world for specific for self-improvement, the best you expo. When did that become one thing? It came from me working with Richard and doing these events, these events which were just very specific. It was only NLP, and it wasn't only because you know they were great courses and transformational. But that was it. And then you know Tony Robbins would do his thing, and then Robert Kiyosaki would do his thing. So it was. I always found it was a very fragmented world or industry where only the greats could really bring a lot of people together. And I thought, you know why can't we have a platform that brings more people together and all under one roof? So that was the idea behind it. It obviously took a long time to build. I mean, it took us four years. But, you know, kind of I've always had this sense that I could have done more, should have done more, and we should have reached a lot more people than we've done. You know, I've never been satisfied with anything that I've done. <laughs> with a bit. To a degree, I have to accept and I'm grateful for what I've managed to achieve. And if I look back, I'm proud. There's no doubt about it. But but I just think that kind of like um, I still have this mindset that half a million people should be watching these events and hundreds of thousands of people should be attending these events. So there's obviously a formula there that we didn't manage to tweak and the pandemic did not help because we were growing exponentially. So the pandemic has got us to reboot and restart and replan, you know, kind of a lot of things that we thought or worked in the past don't work anymore. But it's exciting. It's exciting. I mean, I think kind of I love the challenge still. Uh, I still have the power, the energy, and the and the health and the strength to do it. So I'm excited of where it's going to go. But ultimately, we've done nothing. You know, I, I know there's a lot of people doing some great things. Mind Valley, Success Resources. There's so many great people, so many great brands, so many great speakers. Tony Robbins speaks to millions of people around the world. But I just think that uh, we need to provide the resources to so many billions of people around the world still, and that there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of speakers, coaches, trainers, authors, entrepreneurs that have stories that need to be heard and they need to be learned. That's what I'm trying to do in a, in a very small way. And I love it. My background was from psychology and psychotherapy. And the reason that I came to the United States from the first time was to study in the Milton Erickson Foundation that is based here in Phoenix, Arizona, where I li now live. The connection point that I find interesting, NLP, one of the persons that they study was Milton Erickson. You know, and that was one of the people that I studied during my journey to become a psychotherapist. And I love the work that they did here in the Milton Erickson Foundation. And one of the things that they organize is these big events of the evolution of psychotherapy, where they brought all the diversity of people in the psychotherapy world that are many different models. And when I 
learn about the best you expo. That was one of the reasons that I was very attracted to it is that the diversity you bring big names and you bring people that are starting and you bring a diversity of perspectives that I think is so important for us. There is not just one way of doing this. There are so many different ways. And it's wonderful that you are creating a stage for that to happen. So I'm very grateful for you. Thank you. My pleasure. You spoke about in your own journey, wanting to improve sales at the end of the day was wanting to be a better communicator. And now you are a speaker, you are an author, you are finding many different ways of communicate. And even with the best you, you have the expo that is the live event. But you also, during the COVID, you did an online, a virtual one, and you have the Expo TV. So tell me a little bit more on how you are spreading the message. Yes, it was something that the TV was something that we've always wanted to create. I mean, part of the process, again, is, is, is us. How can we scale this? How could we reach more people? So at the end of the day, obviously, we recorded all these talks throughout the years and we put them on an online platform. So, you know, the talks from speakers are there to be heard or seen from anyone that's within our community that obviously wants to subscribe to The Best You Online. And then The Best You TV is, is just an app where we're showcasing not everything that's on The Best You Online because there's more quality content maybe on The Best You TV than The Best You Online. It's just their shows. It's more, you know. But the idea is, is, to, give, is to give those talks and those speakers more of a live shelf and, and provide people access to content in whatever format they want. The reality of life now has been for a few years now is that people watch what they want to watch when they want to watch it in the format that they want to watch it. So, you know, some people love podcasts, some people love to go online, some people love courses, some people love live. So if anything, we just wanted to diversify to make sure we had it. We had a magazine as well, which we want to bring back to life as well. We were publishing a magazine for five or six years. So there's many different uh, revenue streams and different ways of us being able to connect with people and and that's kind of what we're, we're, we're really trying to revamp it now again with the best you and with a lot of very exciting ideas that we've got planned for 2024 for the years post. So if somebody is interested in learning more about this, the best way is going to thebestyou.co, correct? Yes, correct. Thebestyou.co or thebestyouexpo.com. I mean, from thebestyou.co, they can really find all the links there about the best you online you know, kind of the, the, all the all the different ways of being able to communicate with us or engage with us is from the bestu.co and the bestu expo. And then obviously my my own web page is Bernardo Moya. Yeah, love that. But before letting you go, I cannot resist because I think this journey of unlocking our human potential never ends. It's always a process. We are always in this process. And I love reading and by what you're saying, you also love books. So tell me in the last couple of years, what has been the books that you recommend that have impacted you? I've had many, obviously. You know, the Think and Grow Rich book is, is a book that, you know, has always been around. And, and anyone that's read the Think and Grow Rich would tell you you've got to read it multiple times. I think I'm on my sixth or seventh read again now. I'm reading now a book which is called The Ultimate Coach, which is about a guy called Steve Masterman. And, and you know, he... He's basically the ultimate coach. You know, he works with the best people. He tells us hundreds of thousands of dollars. But, you know, there's, there's been so many great books, you know, that I've loved over the years that I, I think kind of like uh, have always helped me. I try to keep it a little bit diverse as well. I was listening to a lot of Osho, uh, Sangayu as well recently, Jim Ron and 
Ram Das, uh, I loved as well. I came across him quite very recently. So I try to keep it. I try to keep it open. But you know, a lot of the NLP books help me. I think it's important that we read many different things and we diversify our mind with knowledge. You know, so kind of like you know, if anything, these last couple of years, new technology, blockchain, crypto, anything to do with nutrition, food, biohacking. It's bringing diverse information to to our mind. So, I, I, although I love you know the Jim Rons and I love a lot of these guys, and I can listen to Think and Grow Rich multiple times because I think you know there's, there's always information, valuable information on on these books that will always be there. I think it's important to keep fresh. I, I'm I'm dyslexic, and so I do Audible. I th- I must have been one of the first people on Audible. I've been on Audible for eighteen years, nineteen years. Yeah, because I, I struggle. So kind of like now I'm, a friend of mine sent me a book, which I have to read. He sent it to me two months ago. I'm still, I think, on page in chapter two. So uh... <laughs> No, I, I, I totally, I'm also dyslexic. And my ideal thing is I put the audible book like 0. 0.5, 0. 0.15 or 0. 0.17 of speed with the book. That is my favorite way of absorbing the information. So it's a mix of the two things to get because I like to annotate and put the notes. And in the audiobook now, Audible, you can put the notes, but I find the physicality of writing in the book still very powerful. And I love what you are saying because it's the classics and it's the new books. Because, for instance, one of the books for me that is being more impactful is The Man Searching for Meaning from Viktor Frankl. I've read that great book. Yeah. It's amazing. And recently I read The Choice of Edith Eva Eager that is absolutely fantastic. I was not aware. I think she published in 2017 or 2018, but it's also about her journey in the concentration camps. And the book is beautiful in so many ways. And she tells also the story after the concentration camp and how long it took her to learn and to become who she is today. She's still alive and lives in the area of San Diego. And there is these little pearls out there that we are not aware and and then they emerge and they can be very transformational in our lives. So I would like to ask you just to end our conversation today because we are living now with everywhere with that we turn, we are seeing the artificial intelligence, AI. And what I'm seeing in terms of patterns is this acceleration. Everything, we have to learn more, do more. And at the same time, it's like we're speaking about there, the classics and the new. But what in this world that is so fast paced, how can we not lose? Because I think it's creating that moments for the gratitude, for the self-reflection, for the growth. So what kind of tips, advices you can give us in terms of how can we keep in this journey of personal development in this accelerated world it's a fast-paced one you know it really is who would have thought you know that google was going to be out of fashion uh, you know kind of like no one you know anyone that understands should be on on really exploring ai funny enough i spent 15 minutes this morning going through a youtube influencer that was talking about all different ai apps and technology you know we have to adapt quickly. We have to adapt quickly and we have to change quickly and we have to be prepared for what the world throws us at. You know? And that, that's kind of what the, Richard used to use that analogy in the past. 
when it comes down to thinking, you know, a lot of the times our thoughts and processes, we're still using whatever we learn at home or at school, which means that we're using a phone or a device, which is our mind, which is from 1970, 60 or whatever. So imagine we were carrying, we're carrying one of those big bricks. We're, we're massive. So we're using the software many times for many, many, many years ago. And, and yet when we look at our phones every week or every other week, there's, a, there's an update, there's a software update, or there's a new phone, there's a new device. So there's certain things that we understand the importance of being up to date with technology, but others we tend and choose to ignore. I've always found it fascinating. I think if anything, it's, it's something that should really excite people, not scare people. And that's where the whole words, the way that you speak to yourself, you know, you could say, oh my God, this is so scary. You know, and obviously just by saying the word scary, your cells in your body, your mind, your brain, your thought process, everything's going to be negative. And then you're going to start thinking of all the terrible things that are going to happen with AI. <laughs> On the other hand, you could think, oh my God, this is so exciting. You know, and if you just think it's so exciting, all of a sudden, your whole body, your energy, and your mind starts shifting and changing. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's fascinating. I think it's fascinating. I think it's scary to a degree. AI and everything that's bringing, but we need to up our game. We need to think differently. We need to, we need to expand our horizons. And a lot of the things that were done or seen or presented to us in the way that they were in the past doesn't have to be the way things are moving forward. And this is a whole thing I think, which is really exciting again about elevating consciousness and becoming better humans and loving more and taking care of the environment. You know, a lot of stuff that we've been doing is not right. And that's what represents the best you. The best you is the most updated you, the best version of you, the most, the most intellectual, the most exciting individual that can go out there and really create a massive change and be part of the process. And, it, and I call it the holistic. It's everything you do, what you eat, who you surround yourself with, the books that you read, your attitude, your mentality, everything is part of the process. So that's why, you know, kind of I'm very proud to be the founder of the best you, but I think it's also very important for me to be congruent because if I was with respect, someone that wasn't positive, I, I, don't, I didn't look great or I didn't take care of myself or I wasn't kind of reading and learning new things, then, you know, I, I don't think I, I should be I should be allowed to be the founder of the best you. So I think congruency and, and adapting to this new reality quickly is and, and changing, you know, so we're part of the solution is, is what people should be looking to. So walking the talk and upgrading our mind's operating system and the great resource is the best you. So with that, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for the work that you do. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for your kind words. We've met each other a couple of times. You've always been so sweet, so kind. We're very excited to have you speaking at the Best You Expo, London or Vegas, wherever you choose to speak at the end. You're a blessing yourself with what you bring, with your positivity and your great energy. And congratulations with all your great work. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And remember to visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset.zone. And if you want to get a free chapter of my book, Mindset Zone, please go to mindset.zone forward slash book. As always, I'm so grateful you are here. Expand what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world. <laughs>